There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the best of the TomBernardShow.com, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> I'd like to know if I was married to a whore piece of shit. (laughs) You could just look at her license. My special stripe. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. (laughs) It's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. This is why I drink. We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are and, you know, we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice and they go from there and then call us back later. But the key is, is that they don't know all their rights or they're not told all their rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding, uh, so they can help themselves and their families the best they can. And the number is? Is 800-770-7008. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean, Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured. Brad, Sean, Bryant. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Brought to you by Brad, Sean, Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we're talking some good TV with Doug Sprinthal and good times ensue next on The Best Of. Like big butts and I cannot lie, you other brothers can't deny. Face, you get sprung. Yeah, itty bitty waste and a round thing in your face. Don't forget that. <laughs> yeah, that's One me. The greatest lyrics ever written. <laughs> Some brilliant lyrics right there. I was listening to a song today that said her and I. The her and I, yeah. And him her, and I. Him, him and, and I and her and I. I. That's not right. Uh, no, it ain't. 
People say that a lot. <laughs> People are like, you know, oh, well, you know, uh, I don't really know how to think of an example because you'd have to be talking to someone specifically. It would be like if um, I said that you're, if I was, you know, over at Alex's house, I would say you're going to go visit Alex and I. But yeah. that's not how it works. Well, it would be me. Well, and then when I hear it, and it's like a, it's a song, and it was sort of a serious song, I'm like, maybe they're right, and I don't remember it. But no, it does. It's not right. Mm, it's not right. Her and I. Her and I. Well, her, her and I could well, be right. Him and uh, yeah, him and I not, could not, be were could wasn't. be right. I don't think it was <laughs> not right. the way they put uh, it. I don't think it no. was right. No, based on these lyrics, no, they are not right. It would be him and me. Yeah. Okay, he and me. He and I. No. Anyway, moving forward. <laughs> Jesus. Um, you know how much it sucks in America, and America's the worst place on earth, and America has white supremacy, even though you can't really find a white supremacist to save your life. And 80 people lined up with their white supremacy signs at the University of Minnesota, 80, pe- 80 protesters and 100 cops. Mm-hmm. So few people were interested. Uh, why don't you move to Egypt? You'd be much happier in Egypt. And here I'll tell you why. To ancient Egyptians, the Nile River was the lifeblood of civilization. It's apparently no less dear to modern Egyptians, as a well-known pop singer has learned the hard way. Shireen Abdel Wahab, described by the BBC as one of Egypt's most famous singers and a judge on the Arabic version of The Voice, uh, spoke ill of the Nile on Tuesday during a concert. Oh, excuse me. She was sentenced on Tuesday. Now, all she said was, during, during, a, uh, during a concert in the United Arab Emirates in 2016, a fan had asked Abdel Wahab to sing a song about drinking from the river, with the singer replying, no, you'd get Bill Harzia. Drink Evian, it's better. That's all she said, no, you'd get Bill Harzia. I don't know what Bill Harzia is. Do you, does anybody know that? Parasite, maybe? I don't know. Parasite, I think maybe. it's Egyptian uh, for the squirts. <laughs> it's Egyptian for schistom, uh, schistosomiasis, which, yeah, is a parasite. It's oh, a parasite. look at that. This kid, they've got a photo of him. His stomach is really hugely distended. It's it looks all very full painful. of fluid, yeah. Yuck. It's not a good thing. No. I'm going to change my name to Bill Harzia. What do you think? <laughs> uh, the singer replied, no, you'd get Bill Harzia. Drink Evian. It's better for saying those words. Eight total words. Uh, the singer got six months in prison. Well, I think she should. You can get two. I, I you, can, <laughs> you can get two years in Singapore for for having a pack of chewing gum. That's exactly right. It's true. That's exactly it. Oh, I know. Uh, you, America sucks. We need to keep telling everybody how much America sucks, and it's horrible, and the inclusion is horrendous. Even though, uh, if you watch television. You need a periscope to find a honky. But anyway. Can you think of anything worse on television than the Egyptian version of The Voice? Two hours of yodeling. Oh, it would be awful. You could interrogate people. I did it! I did it! Just turn it off! (laughs) You'd admit to committing crime after crime. Just make them up. I'll sign anything. Just turn it off. Bilharzia is a parasitic disease affecting water sources in Egypt with evidence of it appearing in mummified remains dating back millennia. Wow. Although Abdel Wahab later apologized for the foolish joke, outrage outrage spread (laughs) with footage of the comment. 
In November, a lawyer filed a lawsuit accusing Abdel Wahab of disparaging Egypt and damaging oh its tourism industry. Gosh. She was sentenced to six months in Egyptian prison. I really don't think the tourists are over there drinking from the Nile. I'm sorry. I think America sucks. I want you to know that America's terrible. And it's so bad here that if you tackle three people a week, you get paid $25 million a year. That's how bad it's gotten in America. Okay? I am so tired of the bitching, I can't take it anymore. I really can't. What are you doing right now? I'm explaining that America is a wonderful place. I'm not bitching. I am doing a tourism ad for America and how wonderful it is. Come to America. We suck less. We suck less than you do. We want to make your drink from the Mississippi. Well, and part of the problem with college students is, um, and I was one, and uh, is when they do travel, they travel to specific things to do. Spe- yeah. you know, to do thing, you know, something that their pro- their program says that they have to do. They don't really get out there and see what it's really like to live there. Oh, yeah, when they go to Mexico, they don't go to some village where cartels regularly drive through and take no. all their food. No. Yeah. They're going to fair, fairly safe places. They think that they're doing the world a great deal of good, but you know they're all protected because they're usually getting credit for a class, and they're not going to get in too much trouble doing that. But they really don't travel the way you need to to figure out how things are elsewhere. Uh-oh. In a similar case, singer Shaima Ahmed was sentenced to two years in prison in December over a racy music video that showed her dancing in her underwear and eating a banana. That is bad stuff. <laughs> I am not making that up, by the way. Yeah, that'd if be you un- live in Egypt, in this country, that would be like no better. You know, like if you're gonna, they put you in prison for basically doing anything. Yeah. Especially if you're Just a woman. Don't do anything. Good. Leave. <laughs> What were you saying, Big Butt 66? Well, I was saying in this country, that wouldn't even make it onto Bob's Burgers. No, really. <laughs> no, it would not. You're absolutely right. Speaking of eating a banana, Catherine and I were watching the movie. And Catherine didn't enjoy it as much as I did because it is a real frat boy movie. Oh, my God. Because National Lampoon was a real frat it boy outfit. It certainly was. Yeah. But Drunk, Stoned, Brilliant Dead is in movie form. Now, it was a book that I bought years ago, or I shouldn't say years ago, a couple years ago. But they made a movie of it. It was about the start, the very beginning of the National Lampoon and how it blew up to be as big as it is. And Saturday Night Live is a direct ripoff of National Lampoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that happened, I mean, all that happened yeah. was is that uh, Lauren Michaels came down from Canada and stole all the players and paid them more. And he never had an original idea in his life. But um, <laughs> there was a, a picture they put in National Lampoon magazine. And there was a white guy and a black guy. And they were both eating bananas, only the black guy's banana was five times bigger. (laughs) (laughs) That would not fly today. Why not? It's funny. No. Hey, Tommy, have you you heard of or watched Brockmire? I love Brockmire. Oh, okay. So you're you're hip to that. We just discovered that a couple weeks ago. Hank Azaria Jr. is just, he's brilliant. When he locks himself in the booth. (laughs) Exactly. Drinks like a fish. I I love his voice is perfect for a baseball announcer. It is. And and it just sounds so natural, and that's not him at all, of course. And for those of you that haven't seen it, I I don't know what it's on, but 
he plays a uh, major league baseball announcer in the first episode he finds out his wife is a kind of a sex addict when she he walks in on an orgy and he freaks out and locks himself in the booth gets hammered and then just blasts her on and winds up in the super minor leagues out in the middle of bf egypt um it's quite funny actually. it's true it's, it's a very very, very funny, funny show. is that coming back or is it done i don't know i hope it what's comes it called back. Brockmire. B-R-O-C-K-M-I-R-E. Brockmire, it appears to be coming back. Yes, April really? 25th. Oh, it's mm. coming back. <laughs> Perfect. I was wondering if that was, I don't know how far you can go with that show before you'd get like, okay. I know, they have to do you know, something else, but what? Yeah. Sarah's already a little tired of Amanda Pete. She's like, okay, enough yeah. with the tank tops. I, Put on something else. Yes. Cover up on it. Exactly. Well, she's an attractive She's young very lady. attractive. She can wear young tank young. tops. Now, I, th- I think Hank Azaria is amazing in that. I have heard from a million people. I've never spoken to him. I think I may have interviewed him one time, but I have heard from a million people that Hank Azaria is impossible to work with. I have heard that. Really? I guess he's really hard to work with. Well, he he said he was going to leave The Simpsons because he wasn't getting paid enough or something. Yeah. Even though he what what does he get paid seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to record five minutes of dialogue? <laughs> I think they've all done that at some point. I remember Nancy Cartwright. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. that as well. Oh yeah. She, he was he was it's married. Awesome. Here's the truth. Today is the twentieth anniversary of the very first time that I told my lovely wife Lucy that I loved her. And the who's? I decided to go on home and surprise my wife, Lucy, with some gardenias. <laughs> Please imagine my surprise when I opened my front door to find about a half dozen naked folks sprawled out in my living room. And right in the center of it all was my wife. <laughs> my wife, Lucy. She was wearing a strap-on, and she was plowing our neighbor, Bob Greenwald. And folks, I do mean right in the ass. Fastball misses. Just low. Count goes full. Three and two. How great is that? Oh, my God. He was plowing a neighbor. She was plowing a neighbor. Just a bit outside. Yeah, count goes full. Three and two. calling the game. <laughs> Oh, have you seen it, Melina? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. Brock Myers uh, is, is very, very funny. Now, don't give me. We're, we're voice. only up at the fourth or fifth uh, okay. show, so don't give it away. Uh, we're not giving anything away. He does that voice on The Simpsons, but I'm trying to think of what character. He does, it's yeah. not his baseball announcer voice, oddly, because that's more cartoony. It's almost like Duff Man. Yeah, yeah. maybe Duff Man. Duff Man's speaking voice. Kind of uh, like that. I tell you, what were we just playing playing last week that was we were laughing so hard about? The be- oh, Bleeding Gums uh, yep. Murphy. <laughs> Bleeding Gums Murphy. <laughs> we're playing Bleeding Gums Murphy singing the National Anthem for 25 minutes. <laughs> there was a point, though, where they every time they sang, they had to make it a little bit longer and oh, more yeah. soulful. Oh, yeah, and yeah. People oh, yeah. really got sick of it. Uh, There's no doubt about that. Well, Tom, you know what we need no to come back to is it. trial and error. Oh, Trial and Error is fantastic. Yeah. Is it coming back? I, I think so. that's dead. Yeah. God, what? Let's see here. Did you ever watch that <laughs> at all, Doug? No, oh, I haven't no, seen it. It is. Uh, it just says it's premiering in 2018 at some point, though. Okay. There, 
I tell you what, uh, John Lithgow plays the lead character in it. Oh, he is so incredible! <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I have seen it. I forgot what the name was. Uh, where he's indicted for murder? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's a hysterical. It's kind of a bad name. Trial it and error. Yeah, it's a very generic name. He gets he gets charged with pushing his wife through a glass door <laughs> and killing her. What my favorite. My favorite exchange in the entire show, because he lives in a town uh, in Carolina, and the name of the high school their 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 mascot is the Peckers. Right? It's it's the it's uh, the town of East Peck, South yeah, Carolina. East, yeah. East Peck, the Peckers. Peckers is the name of the club. And the guy comes up to John Lithgow and says, "Well, how long have you been a Pecker fan?" He goes, "Well, I was a junior in college, and I was showering with the Swimbies." <laughs> How long have you been a Pecker fan? Junior year in college. I was showering with the swim team. Okay. He was talking about football, Terry. He goes, okay. <laughs> no, when, okay. When, I, I, uh, I mean, a lot of that material isn't so great, and he, but the way he delivers oh, yeah. it is, yeah, makes no, it hilarious. timing is just great. Hi, Josh Siegel, defense counsel. I was expecting someone older. I'm just prepping the case. My boss, Mr. Mankiewicz, will be down here for the actual trial. But you are, in fact, Northeastern. Yeah, well, I'm from New York. And your parents, they're also Northeasterns? Ah, yes. My father was born Northeastern, and my mother is from Arizona, but she converted to Northeastern-ism. Larry, you in good hands. Shalom. I just want to say you're a Jew. I just, you're a Northeastern. <laughs> That show, so it might it is coming back in eighteen, but we don't know when. It just is part of the 2017, 2018 uh, television schedule. Oh my God, is it funny? Well, and he's running his uh, finger down his nose people. when he's saying Northeast. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh wait, you know what? What? Twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen schedule. Oh, as part of the schedule, so it's not a false season show. That's why. Because oh. that, that's, that, that schedule started a long time ago in when May. When the hell's it coming back? If I had to guess, I would say probably... Well, I mean, the season ends, like, soon, doesn't it? Well, I think it might be... A, that was a summer replacement last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, it premiered on in March. Yeah. Well, so... It, yeah, well, so, yeah, maybe it'll premiere in March, March this April, year. April, May. I don't know, spring, you never know when anything is on anymore. No. Unless you hear it, you see it on Facebook somewhere. It's like, oh, that's on again. Or listen to the podcast. absolutely true. Yes, and then we'll tell you when everything is on. And we'll be right back more of the Tom Bernard Show. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. That was talking some good TV shows with Doug Sprinthal and everybody else, too. Coming up next, we're talking tinnitus with Ian Punnett on The Best of... Here's another pack of low-grade morons who ought to be locked into portable toilets and set on fire. (laughs) These people with bumper stickers that say, we are the proud parents of an honor student at the Franklin School. You know? Or the Midvale Academy, or whatever other innocent-sounding name has been assigned to the indoctrination center where their child has been sent to be stripped of his individuality and turned into an obedient, soul-dead, conformist member of the American consumer culture. 
honest to God. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our very special guest, Ian Punnett. How are you, sir? I'm great. Thank you for having me again. Well, it's a great pleasure to have you on. I just, uh, I've been doing a lot of reading about you and, th- you know, I, I, I don't, you and I didn't talk about, people say tinnitus and tinnitus. I, I think it's, it's tinnitus, isn't it? <laughs> I say, I, it's, you know, doctors pronounce it tinnitus. They do, is, yes. But I, but, um, tinnitus is also an acceptable pronunciation. And to me, that's actually more accurate because tonight it's us every night. It's me and the tinnitus, yeah. and that's how I look at it. So. And me as well. As a matter of fact, by coincidence, Ian, uh, on, I believe, Tuesday's show, might have been Monday's show, Andy, my son, talked about, again, totally by coincidence, he talked about the fact that he keeps his headphone volume very low during the show, and I was it, the bad example of the reason, the reason he did that because... I have uh, a different tone in each ear. Uh, oh, that's a Oh, God, I tell you, Ian, I have a, one tone in my left ear and one tone in my right ear. First of all, I've been in radio now for 48 years. I was in a rock band before that and listened uh, uh, right. to a number of things. In head, but wearing headphones, it, you, is that what caused your tinnitus, you think, is it wearing headphones for so many years? Yeah, so there's a genetic component that like oh, alcoholism is. maybe yeah so like how <laughs> that's nice seriously like how some people can have one drink and they're like oh my god where have you been my entire life mm-hmm. and they're it's like their whole body metabolism changes after sampling alcohol or a drug and other people take it and went eh. and so whether that's uh, something that's a, a physical biophysical or whether that's entirely you know mental i don't i don't know but i know that there's a propensity that some people have genetically to develop um, tinnitus and other people don't. And they can have the exact same circumstances. They could be in radio with headphones as long as us both and never develop it. God, that is so, so where amazing. do you go with that? I developed it long before I ever wore headphones. Oh, you did develop it? So, yeah, yeah, this was probably six, seven years ago. And the doctors basically just said, well, you have crap luck. Too bad. <laughs> right. It can happen from an injury. Just as much as anything, right? So yeah. tinnitus, the way to look at tinnitus is just, it's dead, it's just dead nerve cells in your ear. And everybody loses nerve cells. Everybody old, gets older, every, you know, nerve cells die. But for some reason, some people's brains decide to go rogue. And they decide to keep sending those dead nerve cells messages saying, hey, where are you? Haven't heard from you for a while. You got anything to say? Got anything to report? And that's tinnitus. It's the sound it that the brain makes, they think, trying to connect to those dead nerve cells. Does that mean I'm schizophrenic because the tones are different? <laughs> but isn't that, I mean, it's sort of like a, it's like a submarine ping. Yeah. And like, it, it goes out and it comes back. And that's how you sonically, so the brain is just sending a message to those dead nerve cells. Some people their brains don't make a noise out of it and other people's brains make a big damn deal out of it you know yeah it's true it's it's with me all the time one thing i really like about it to tell you the truth though ian is the fact that sometimes when i don't want to hear what people are saying it really helps (laughs) that's true and there's a weird time i don't know if you ever go through this guys but i know sometimes i sit back and i kind of marvel at it i'm like Man, that's a loud noise. That is really because yeah. I, I train myself for the most part. I don't hear it, so sometimes when I do, I'm I don't know. I'm kind of impressed. 
I think it's, it's exactly it, because most of the time I don't even hear it. Even yeah. though it's doing it, I don't hear it. If you don't think about it, it's just kind yeah. of, you know, not really there. Although if I focus well, really hard, I can make it go away. But as soon as I stop focusing, it comes back. I don't know what that is. Well, that's actually the, the only known non-surgical therapy is called TRT, tinnitus retraining therapy. And that's essentially what that is. Unfortunately, the louder and the more persistent the tinnitus, the more difficult it is to achieve TRT, which is why, and I think you all agree with this, the first rule of tinnitus club is don't talk about tinnitus club, right? Because yeah. the more you talk yeah. about it, the more you think about it. So I almost never talk about it unless somebody brings it up. Well, I'm really glad I brought it up for you then to make you miserable <laughs> today, and that's fantastic. But it's true. I mean, but I think if other people that have it, sometimes it's good to just sort of like form a little circle, you know, and just kind of talk about it for a minute because it's there and it's real. It is. And it, it's, I have the disruptive kind. I have the kind that if I were standing next to a waterfall, it would still be the loudest noise I hear. Yeah, I think that's probably true. How old were you when you, when you went, uh, came to St. Paul? Yes. So good question. So I think uh, 2001, so I was 41. So you're for, did you live in Illinois the full time before? Because you were born in no, in no, 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 oh, no, no. Okay. I came, so I came to the Twin Cities, living in. I was in Atlanta, and I had already gotten hooked up with Hubbard Broadcasting and KSTP when oh, I, I lived okay. in Atlanta. Okay. Right. And I used to do the show from Atlanta. I took over for Tommy Mischke for a while when right. he had about of depression. So I, I did the show off and on for a couple of years before I finally moved up there. But I mean, you did you did grow up in Illinois though, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. Right. You know where the Home Alone house is? Yes. So you know about the, in the home. I I grew up down, like blocks from from the Home Alone house. Is that Winnetka? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I thought yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a so beautiful the, area. Yeah, it was nice. It was Mayberry with money. Yeah, Mayberry with a lot of money. It's true. I, yeah, I think you and I talked about that before. I I used to, yeah. I spent a ton of time in Chicago doing voiceover, and I would kind of wander around the area because back i you know when i first started i was 25 years old 20 yeah 25 years old i wasn't married to had so i would literally go to cubs games or i would go wander yeah. around places like uh, winnetka and just it, sure. i'd love chicago first of all i just love that town i it's a great city it is it's so a that's great why city. i love that's why i love st paul yep. when i moved to yep. the twin city it was like where am i am i going to be a st paul guy or am I going to be a Minneapolis guy, right? Because you know you're going to have to make a choice somewhere in there. So well, let's not right. forget, you know, St. Paul's a neighborhood I, of Minneapolis. Yeah, that's right. It was listed at. Yeah. Where was, where was so that I listed heard. again? That moron. What was that? That was CNN Travel. CNN Travel called St. Paul a neighborhood in Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I, I remember retweeting that. So, yeah, so, but I think so, St. Paul to me is like Chicago in 1965. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I can see that. I absolutely can see that. And by the way, Ian, we, we might have to band together because I, I know that the uh, that O'Gara family is talking about tearing down the bar and building a, uh, uh, a high-rise there, a luxury uh, high-rise, and then put a smaller version of O'Gara's in there. But the problem with that is... Uh. Charles Schultz lived in the apartment above O'Gara's when he was a kid, and Vince Flynn attended bar at O'Gara's when he was writing term limits. So, oh, yeah. you can't tear all that down. You gotta. I, I said, Danny, you gotta no. save parts of it at least. Right, right. Do you know where the? Um, do they still have the the 
uh, barber chair from his father, from his dad, Ed yeah. O'Gara. I think so. You know, I've been in, in in a while, but I think they do because his father was a barber think, there. Yeah, that's where the barber shop was. Yep. And I think they kept the chair there when they expanded into that space. Well, you know, like over is it Patina that's on the corner of Snelling and like Kitty Corner yeah. to O'Gara's? I think that, that's correct. Yes. The Patina. Mm-hmm. So above that mm-hmm. is where Schultz's mother died. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, they moved, so in adulthood, they moved to, and check me on this, but I read the Charles M. Schultz biography, and it was pretty detailed on addresses. They lived in an apartment above Patina, um, which is still there, and that was where when she was dying of breast cancer, he was allowed to come back from Fort Snelling, which is, I think, where he was doing some, at the time he was in the Army and he was doing whatever basic stuff. And he came to her and one of the last conversations they ever had was she said she wanted to live and survive this. And if she did, she was going to get a dog and name him Snoopy. And that's where the name came from. That's a wonderful story. I love those stories. Aren't they great? Great St. Paul stories. It is a great I think thing. his house, the house he lived in as a kid was closer to where uh, Creighton Durham is. So, yeah, I think they just sold it, as a matter of fact. Did they? I, I think, yeah, because yeah. that house had to be worth quite a bit of money because I believe that Charles Schultz painted the children's rooms with characters. He, I mean, oh. he hand-painted them, and they're still there, so I assume that's got to be worth a, a good, pretty good amount of money, right. I would think. Well, and I was thinking about his childhood home. So, like, he lived, right. I, you know, Dan, I've been gone for so long, I can't remember the name of the streets, but uh, Snelling, whatever Snelling, there's a Walgreens on Snelling near that, um, used to be the Irish shop, I can't remember what it's called. No, Randolph, it was like Snelling a, and Randolph. Randolph, yeah, Snelling yeah, and Randolph, yeah. Yeah, I lived, like, two blocks from there. Yep. Right. So, so, Sherman's house, they tore down Charles M. Schultz, well, so, Charlie Brown's friend Sherman, um, was named after a real kid named Sherman, who lived in a house that is now the parking lot of that Walgreens. Oh man, unbelievable! Yeah, that is unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, first of all, I have to ask you, how much time do you have today? Because I, I, I you know, I have about a million things I want to talk to you about. Ah, I'm great. No, man, I cleared out the afternoon for you. I, well, yeah, I, I, I love talking to you. And if last time was any indication, somebody said, "Wouldn't you be free?" I said, "I had no idea." So I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> it all works out in the end. I because uh, I because I you know we've we've talked about so many things already so quickly. You brought up Tommy Mischke, uh great radio yeah. personality. But uh, and talking about St. Paul and Minneapolis, it just reminded me of a wonderful story. Uh, Mischke was sitting around. Ron Rosenbaum was there at the time, and talking about the Good fact, old Ron sure. And uh, Mischke, a St. Paul boy, all the way through and through, hundred percent St. Paul boy. Did not know where Wyzetta was for people outside of Minnesota. <laughs> Wyzetta is a western suburb of Minneapolis, and Tommy Mischke had no idea how to get there. <laughs> That's very funny. It's just... That's very funny. Well, you know that when Mischke was on the air at night on KSTP, yep. he, he broke the law. He broke the FCC regulation every night when he gave the top of the hour ID. I didn't know that. Because he always said, he, at the top of the hour, he always said, good old St. Paul and big-time Minneapolis. 
So you would say KSTP, good old St. Paul, big time Minneapolis. And according to FCC rules, you're not allowed to put any words oh, yeah. between the call letters, right, and the station of license, the city of license. For, for and uh, and the station looked the other way on it because they just loved how it felt, and the Hubbard family resonates with the idea of good old St. Paul. Yeah, well, they do, and I believe it was the Atlantic Monthly that loved it so much as well, right? Didn't they write an entire article about Mishki, if I remember correctly? Right. Yeah, that started because of the when when uh, the former governor came to be on the air with David Letterman. They talked about Mishki off the air while he was walking onto the set. Oh, okay. And that's, that's what that, Atlanta, that, in that article, they talked about that, that, um, that Ventura, that, that David Letterman leaned into Ventura's ear and said, Hey, I hear about this guy named Tommy Mischke. And Ventura made a comment back to him about Mischke. And, and then they came and they sat down and, and that was part of Tommy's legend was that Letterman was curious about Mischke. Well, loved. And I could see how he would be. Why do you think it is that so many people like Tommy Mischke and, and many other people? Well, you did appear on national radio, uh, uh, obviously. Um, I was offered a job in pretty much every town in America. I'm sure yeah. Tommy Mischke was it's offered jobs in every town in America as well. Why do you think it is that even though you're from Illinois, you've kind of stayed at home? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm. A, I think of the. I'm kind of an upper Midwest guy yeah. in that sense, and I always, and I grew up. As we talked about, hey, did I not predict that the Vikings were going to? When last time we were on, I, I didn't. I give you the <laughs> prediction I just read in SI or on ESPN that the Vikings were going to beat uh, the Rams. I told. I was the one who told you that because I just yes. read that. Um, so I grew up. I've always a Vikings guy, um, even in Illinois. So I'd always had that identity, but yeah, you know what's interesting? Tommy was even offered. Uh, Tommy was even offered Prairie Home Companion. Right, it's an amazing story. Can you stay with us uh, for another segment? I yeah. hope. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not answering your questions. No, kidding. you know you answered my <laughs> questions perfectly because this is how I love conversations <laughs> on the radio. I don't like radio announcing. I love conversations yeah. on the radio. That's what yeah, I love. me too. But I, I'll try and be a little more disciplined in my. <laughs> no, I don't want you to be. I, I like Ian Punnett the way Ian Punnett is. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Talking tinnitus on the best of. Coming up next, closing out the show, we're opening up the vault. We're going all the way back to episode number 62 with Dave Mordahl in somewhat of a life story. Next on the best of. Our very, very special guest this morning, a guy I've actually worked very, with for very special. a long, well, several years. <laughs> Semi-special. Anyway, very many years. Mui years. The KQ Morning Show, Dave Mordahl. See, what's nice is I can have the not, the, I can have the contract people on the show on, but I can't have people that are paid by the company. <clears throat> but don't you love business? Isn't it all the same thing? <laughs> no, he's a private contractor. Yeah, I'm a private contractor. But they pay you. No, the it's private contractors are different. I yeah. do. I, I understand, but it's still stupid. It'd be Evans, me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dave, and I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's odd. I don't understand radio. I guess I never will. But 
You'll never understand radio. It's no. like the airlines. Just Even radio it. doesn't understand radio. No, I no. don't think they do. <laughs> yeah, they don't. No, that's an absolute <laughs> fact. We, uh, in any case, I'm still pissed off at Dave because Recreation Nation is not any longer. It doesn't feel so. Now. And Cupcake Wars is in its second season. <laughs> Isn't that sad? That is a good show. And say Cupcake yes Wars? to the dress. I love that show. Yeah, say yes to the dresses on, uh-huh. but your show. Yeah, that's oh, weird. It just makes me nuts. I don't agree Why with that. Why wouldn't it make you nuts? Oh. Why, do you, was there any explanation? There actually get, is. Here's what happened. You're difficult to work with. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> well, yeah, in some ways I am, actually. I got mad one time and I said, you know, this is turning into Animal Planet. Because I, I, it was. They started doing, like, all animal stuff. Yeah, and I went, okay, well, that's true. Enough with the animals. But what happened was it premiered on a Tuesday night in January right after a certain president was elected, and he was making a speech every Tuesday night at 9. Oh, and we no. were on Kiss every Tuesday death. night at 9. Oh, oh, my goodness. So I can't blame him. I mean, he's the president. He, you know, he has to make speeches, but right. that's what really ruined it for us. Mm-hmm. They can go blame him if you want. I know. Well, it's the liberals. Took another job <laughs> away. Yeah, mm-hmm. taking more jobs away. Just another job stolen from a hard-working guy. But that's that's kind of what happened. Dave and I first met when he was on season one of Last Comic Standing. You had started coming into the studio before the season actually... Well, it had started to air, Yep. but you had finished shooting it. Uh, Dave should have won... Oh, God, if Voss hears this, he'll be all pissed off. But oh, I know. You should have won Last Comic Standing. That fan actually won, which I can't even look at Dave when I say that. <laughs> Most unfunny person on the show ends up winning. I know. The very and it was, first. It was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an idiot. I, everybody else blabs about it. I kept it all a secret because you're you supposed did. to. You're under contract. You, you have to do that, right? And I remembered uh, I was in Voss's apartment. We were staying in New York at the time, and I called the morning show the the day after I lost to that fan because you guys right. couldn't believe it I couldn't believe it my parents couldn't believe it right and it's uh, but it's all programmed I mean it's the underdog wins so well we gotta also uh, take just one second here Dave and I both have to do this okay right now. hey Rich Voss we yeah. love you yeah Rich we've talked about you enough already this morning <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I called him during the hurricane, and he's oh, so, yeah. you know, he won't talk about his family, whether they're okay or not, no. but he needed me. He thought you were mad at him. I was? Because yeah, yeah, he can't, He goes, oh, you know, I went to Tom's house to do the podcast, and I, I, I called his wife a skirt. I didn't know it was his wife, and it's like, yeah, oh, Tom's my. really upset about that. Nobody's <laughs> mad at you, I call him a skirt yeah, all the time. He's really upset. I've, Tom calls me worse. I said he expects yeah. that kind of stuff. Oh, skirts. Yeah, I, weird. <laughs> yeah. Like well, I didn't know who she was. Well, Darling. You're in his home. You see a woman that he's with. I, yeah. you know, probably just some lady who's exactly. here. Like your act isn't so offensive, Rich. I mean, that's yeah. what you should apologize for. Yeah, how about the way he talks about his own wife? Exactly. Yeah. Although oh it's God. pretty interesting when she says things like, we should round up the Jews. I know. And her husband's a Jew. Maybe a little reflection on those things. And then he ends up agreeing because he doesn't want to get in trouble. God, I'm, I'm glad uh, Miss pain in the ass isn't here she'd have had a fit by now yeah she'd have been outside already. should we exactly. talk about that or not nah. just move on no nah, <laughs> I, I i love rick bronson go to rick bronson's house of comedy all weekend long because he's got somebody there on stage <laughs> <laughs> some person i love rick. much love that's rick how they were billing her honest to god it was it was amazing but yeah i i fully expect how many seasons did they do of last comic stand i think they did like four they did like five before they ruined it on their own but jay moore didn't do all five i don't think so i think he did 
I think he did one. He just did the first I think one? He, no, you know what? He did No, he was with us for the third season, so he must have done three well, that's seasons. That's right, because you came back as yeah, a I judge. Came, yeah, I, no, I came back as they did the best of. Well, the best of, that's what And that's like. the one that really tanked. They tried to put it on in the fall, and it's like, no, 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 no. Don't do yeah, this. Oh, really? Idea. Yep. And it fall just. Fall lineup sh- and that, yeah. It's amazing to watch when a show is failing and you're still filming. Oh, yeah. Because you start out with every executive there. Right. And by the end, even the gaffers are going, oh, my God, I'm not, I'm not staring directly at any of these idiots. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a fun show to do. And one of the funniest, I wish they'd do the behind the scenes thing. They never have. No, they There's so no. much funny stuff. You know what stand ins are. And for yeah. those of you that don't, uh, a lot of times they use stand-ins so that they're not bothering people to stand somewhere while they're fixing, uh, putting a camera together. Because you might be doing makeup or whatever, you know, or the guy might have to stand there for like 20, 30 minutes. Right, it's, but right. it's a job for these people. My stand-in was about 75 years old. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> You've never looked better, Dave. And they told him to calm down because I'm not that active. <laughs> I don't move around that much. Oh, my God. It was hilarious. I love that guy. <laughs> don't move around quite so much. And I love the fact that every episode, Jay Moore would come out and say Dave Mordal. Oh, my. He mispronounced my name more than anybody else has ever Is this D-A-H-L? It should, you know, I should put an H in there so that people pronounce it right. It, it sounds like there's an H in there, but there's not. It's Mordal. But Did you ever I mean, correct him? Rarely. You just, you know, <laughs> you just don't. Okay. Uh, I remember one time, uh, even at my own bank, them telling me I spelt my name wrong. You just, well. really? Isn't there an H in there? Oh, you're right. I'm 45. I'm just I, too lazy. I just forget forget that. H. It takes more time. I mean, Jay Moore, you should have told him you're spelling more wrong. Right. M-O-H-R, right? If I'd have been thinking I should have pronounced his name wrong all the time, like, Moore? 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 Jay Moore? You don't look like a Moore. You don't look like a Moore? More or less? I'll tell you that. But, I mean, all in all, that was a pretty good... Oh, my God. It was the... It was amazing for me. It really was. It was. I was almost out of comedy at that point because I was just tired of being on the road. You and, don't like being on the road. And I got really lucky, and uh, that thing did really well for me. Do you, you get ever... any residuals? Or is it still paying? No, it did for a while. I mean, that's, you do yeah. get paid well, and then they'll come in for the next year or so, and then pretty soon they get down to where you're getting a check for 38 cents. Right. Oh. You know, what you use as a bookmark, and it's funny. But Are you ever going back on the road again? I hope not. I you really are. don't. <laughs> I was. I would like to do another show with Rich Voss, and we talked about it the wow, other night. Great idea. Uh, we thought about one. I wanted to call it Third Wheel. Uh, it's me and Rich and his wife because him and I act more like a married couple than those two idiots do. And we were just going to go to different tourist traps around the country because he won't get on or do anything. Uh-uh. Dog bites. All upset. The, the I told him not to look at her. Oh, I, listen. I the pit bulls and the Germans are at it again. <laughs> Release the hound! <laughs> Dave thought that Philip showed up at the door. <laughs> Bella, settle down. I think we might have turkeys sense. in our backyard. No, it's the it's the guy from Plunkett's. Is it, he always we outside? Crickets. crickets and mice. Yes, he's out it's by the... It's a classy the, operation uh, yeah. around here. Crickets and mice. Crickets yeah, I think the mice are eating the crickets. You have some strange so critter. <laughs> I, I, Sean, do you remember that? We yeah. were leaving the house one night, <laughs> yeah. and we were just talking by the car, and we heard a sound, and it sounded just like this. Like, oh, like, those are the, the great blue herons. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 They make a they make a dinosaur kind of sound. Oh right? yeah. Oh, it yeah. Sounded like some yeah. strange tree ape. Yeah. Or yeah. Something. So we the were terrified. Cranes. They make weird noises too. Yeah. 
<laughs> watching Tony try to walk to his car. He was trying to act tough, but then you could see him right. doing that speed walk. Right. Right. I know, it's so funny. We're 10 minutes from downtown Minneapolis, and we have more creatures here than when we lived out in the country. Oh, Ryan Steenson was here the other night, and he looked out the back door right here, the store right here. He said... There's a bunch of deer standing by your back door. I said, yeah, they stand back there all the time. They're like, hey, you got any lettuce? <laughs> stand by the back door. <laughs> <laughs> you know. No, Bella. No. Oh, Bella, oh. it was me. You <laughs> just freaked out the dog. Bella starts barking because I knock on the table. That's really wonderful. Well, You're we know if anyone smart. tries to sneak into our house through a window, she'll flip out. She's got it. he was outside. Got Grab the gun. Yeah. That's a fearsome deterrent. Yeah, it is. Yeah, she's pretty well, tough. No. A lot of people are actually scared of her because people oh, yeah. are just scared of any dog, regardless of size. They just don't want to get bit. I still think that that conversation I have with Philip about what people are afraid of is one of my favorite things. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't. This is an actual, uh, it was an actual study that was done, and they asked people of all ethnicities what they're afraid of, right? And Caucasians thought, first of all, they were afraid they were going to lose a loved one. Secondly, they were afraid they were going to lose their job. And third, they were afraid they were going to die. And they asked black people what they were afraid of, and they said, ghosts and dogs. <laughs> That's funny. And Phil said, ah, bullshit. I said, no, it's in Ebony, man. Ghosts. <laughs> Philip Wise Ebony. on Ghost Dog on the box this fall. I did my Philip impression on the show this morning. You yeah, did? you did. Yep. Yeah, have you ever heard my Philip Wise impression? Uh, all day. Refresh my memory, please. Philip Wise, for the half our audience is not from Minnesota, right, so they yeah. have no idea who the hell we even are, but... Philip Wise is the African American guy on the show. Philip and I've been friends our whole lives. I I love the guy. He's a wonderful guy. But this is Mike Technique. Yeah, so Kath. <laughs> and he sit back like this. Let me ask you can I ask you a question? Let me ask you a question. And Philip, lean in a little bit. <laughs> the only right thing side. he's missing is a lazy boy. He really is. Just to climb back and he's oh, you relaxed. Know what? It's Phillip, okay. Philip is a private contractor too, so we can get a Philip on. Good. Would I'd love to have, to have Philip on. Philip would be good. Then he'll just go on and on and on about how he hates white. I know. That's what we need. We need a little bit more of that. Already. Yeah, you do. <laughs> We're a little too <laughs> really balance it out. I could yeah. talk well, about that. Do you hate white people? How much you hate oh white people? Oh my gosh! Aren't they don't something get me started. Else? Always working. <laughs> It'll always work out in the end. <laughs> so I understand the travel part of it, Dave. Yeah. But I mean, you're very good at doing stand-up comedy. I mean, you you, you must miss the uh, being on stage part. I do. You know, if I could get it to where all I did was like, all right, you're on in two minutes, and that's it, and go out and do it, and then I'm home through some time-space continuum thing, I I would certainly do it. But it's the whole... Yeah. You could probably get a hosting gig. You're like a Sherpa going through the airport, (laughs) and you get to the hotel, and they have no idea what you're talking about. That's my favorite. They've had a comic check-in for the past 15 years every (laughs) Thursday night, and yet they have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, I'm the true. comic for the club here. Oh, uh, club? boy, I I don't uh, know what to do. Oh, God. Okay. How about the Dave Mordal Theater in Branson, Missouri? That would be great. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like going. mandatory smoking. Yeah. You, you can't even come smoke. in if you're a non-smoker. We catch you without a smoke, you're out. Now, is that a part of it also? You can't smoke on stage? No, no, that don't bother. That's never bothered me. I never smoked. I didn't smoke on stage actually when I when you could. Nah, it's just my little. And I know there's comics that'll hate me for this, but if you bring a drink or a 
smoke on stage, it's a prop. Ron White. It's an affectation. I know. It just, I, I, I hate seeing newcomers with the beer. Like, really? You're doing a five-minute guest set, but you're thirsty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you really couldn't leave that sit, could you? <laughs> For five Come minutes. Come on. Funny. You can't be on stage. You'd be all yeah, upset. It's, it's a crutch. It really is. It's something to grab. And it's, uh, I was taught that by a very great, I was taught that by Alex Cole. He said, don't bring anything up with you. It looks terrible. And it does, to me. Alex How about Cole a falcon? Agree. A falcon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! What I love to have on the falcon. Everybody needs to take a drink now. There's a there's a Water. thing. There is a thing that people listen to the podcast they have parties and listen to the podcast. Yeah. And every time Andy speaks, they have to drink. Wow! Because That's... he never speaks. So they're what getting that? a drink right now. They're having no. a drink right now. I drink water. <laughs> Is that the bat phone? What the hell was that? Yeah. What was I that? I think that's Tony. I have to go save no someone from a well. Really? Oh, you're like a superhero, yeah. but just for wells. Yeah. Okay. That's... I'm like lassie, but human. Oh. <laughs> I tell I tell other people when people are in wells. Right. Oh. Then they can Thanks. do something that's about good it. Of you. What's Tony doing? Is he still on with us? Yeah, he's there. Where oh. I be? What's he, yeah, what's he doing? There naked in his room with the light off? No, I have a puppet <laughs> and a bag of Fritos. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Great, one puppet, just one. (laughs) Wonderful to hear. Don't worry about coughing; it's a podcast. Oh, that's true. That's right. Nobody gives you shit. I have a cold. (laughs) A cold. (laughs) I have a cold. Yeah, a Paul Mall cold. Paul Mall cold for a long time. It's a strange disease. You look thin. Have you lost weight since I saw you in Vegas? You know, I think I have. I've probably lost like five pounds. I'm just not eating. Five pounds. Okay, Barney. I don't know what it is. I really am. It might be all the Paul Malls. It might be. It's weigh in Friday. Yeah, it's from my running. I run a lot. Oh yeah, we need to do that. It was 311. 152. 152. There yeah. you go. Well, I'll bet I'm the same yeah, as Andy. No, Andy's probably more than me. No, oh, I'm like 175. Oh, wow. Time to drink. Hey, you're a lot taller. Time to drink. I should do that on the podcast sometime. What's that? See what happens. You just, you just get take mean. shots. No, you get When Andy drinks. Not Italian wine. You're going to start taking shots at 11 a.m.? I'm just kidding. You know what we should do? Actually, you should do that. And we should get Lieutenant Eric Roski of the Minnesota State yes. Patrol on. Yes. That, that's great. That would be. And you could do all the little uh, sobriety tests. The, he makes you do all the sobriety tests. He d- makes you do the breathalyzer. I've never been deal. drunk before. It could be the first time. Well, we don't necessarily need that. Then. We were going to do that on KQ years ago, and that they put the kibosh on that. Remember why? I don't know exactly why. I think it was, they thought it would be too much mayhem. They said, we are not going to let Tom drink on the air. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, no. Good idea. Oh, that was I a smart idea there. not to let you drink. Because on, on a air. podcast, you can say, what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> We're on radio, you can't say I don't know. I feel like I'd be mean. Like yeah, you'd be mean. I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You'd be mean like you. What's that? You just you? said that you'd get nice mean. when you drink. What? <laughs> You're, not. You're not allowed to drink tequila. You told oh, me. Oh, God, you don't want to drink tequila. You guys love a fuck. Exactly. That's you. Quote right from there. Tom Barnard. Just like your mother. Your mother was a mean drunk. Too. She was. Did you ever hear that she story? Was no, she was time. a mean drunk the one time she yeah. got drunk. When Toots, when the first Christmas of Catherine, this is 30 years ago or whatever, more than that now. This is my favorite. First Christmas with the family. She's not at the house. So she doesn't know anybody. Not, you know, know anybody. So I brought presents. So like Catherine said to people. my mother, would you like a Bailey's and coffee? I oh, my mother doesn't know what a Bailey's right. and coffee is. So she says, oh, yeah, I'd like a cup of coffee. That sounds good. So she's drinking <laughs> this Bailey's and coffee. I told her about the Bailey's. It wasn't like I snuck no, her alcohol. That's not true. She gave her some roofies. Oh. It wasn't a big deal. So she had one. 
Catherine, well, would you like another one? Now, everybody thinks my mother's drinking coffee with cream. Sure. That's what everyone else thinks, she right? She loved it. She right? lapped so it up. How They're how delicious. She, how many did she have, like four or five? Oh, uh, no. No, like three. <laughs> three? She was a lightweight. And they were small. They so were small. Three Baileys and coffee. And my oldest brother, her firstborn child, walks by and she grabs his arm and says to him, Sometimes you can be a real ass. <laughs> Your old dad. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, his father. Yeah. His father. That's nice. It wasn't just sometimes though, so she was actually being she nice. was right. accurate. Oh, it was hilarious. See, my grandmother never drank her whole life. And my mom swore. She said, you know, if she ever took a drink, that would be it. She he thought she, she my mother thought she might have personality that would tend to make her an alcoholic if she mm. did drink really so i can't imagine my grandmother having a drink so she never did her never i never ever 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 my grandmother minnie would have a little short glass of mogan david wine <laughs> she thought she was a jew yeah <laughs> wait but, a minute minnie and she drank mogan david she was a jew she well, was a jew well that's right she was part jewish Six because that was her size. a little bit of jew in there. her size she was. her side of the family she's a bit jewish yeah but and much loved case. by everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, Minnie, you loved her. Oh, loved God, her. Minnie was the greatest grandmother ever. She was like six foot seven. Oh, she was six <laughs> feet tall, weighed two hundred pounds, not an ounce of fat on Ooh. her. She was not a. She was not a fat woman. She was a big woman, but she no. was not fat. And her she name was, was Minnie. We have to put the picture. We have to put their wedding picture up there. Emil, Emil Day and her husband was about five six. Five, oh, five. Oh, five she two. was six Couple. feet tall. Oh my god! So it looks like he's sitting down on the picture. <laughs> really. She's this brick shit house standing right next to him, and he's got the he's got the uh, Stan Laurel hair. He's just sure. going straight up the wall. A little cartoon <laughs> caption above her head. What? I, I'm going to find that. We'll put it on the website. That is hilarious. Yeah, it, it looks like he's sitting down. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> but he's not. I think he got. He was maybe only about five, two or three. Wow! He was a tiny little prick. Oh, what a tiny little. Oh, what a what a flaming prick! Again, he told me he was going to dance on my grave at my sixteenth birthday. Oh, that was hell. Oh, that's oh, the guy. fun. Good guy. Happy birthday! Yeah. <laughs> show up in an ostrich feather jacket to something. Ooh, what? was that when you showed up in an ostrich feather jacket to something? Yeah, yeah. I can see a grandfather not liking and the that. Teddy button eyes for the buttons. Are you kidding? Teddy bear eyes for the buttons. Is that a, a joke? He wanted to be a, a pimp, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I was I'm Jimmy. a dope Minneapolis pimp. <laughs> I thought I was Jimi Hendrix. That's oh, you was look. A Jimi Hendrix. Thing. A lot. He was going <laughs> to dance on your grave. What a great thing to say. Just, oh, my oh, God. And by the way, he had a ladder last, so I'm going to dance on your grave. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah, son of a bitch. Dance, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'll dance on your grave, you bastard. You know, what do you say? Suck it. Suck it. Be 16. <laughs> <laughs> on your 16 screen, you bastard. Okay, oh, thank you very much. Yeah, Emil didn't uh, do so well later in his life. That uh, no. he, he liked he liked the drink and oh went down that road. Yeah, God, he was a rough. Got arrested at 77 for beating the shit out of somebody. At 77 years yeah. old. Wow, that's what a tough a, one. What a mm-hmm. sweetheart of a guy. Yeah. yeah, when the cops have to move down the uh, camera for your mug shot. <laughs> Step Where is that stool. guy? Uh, we don't measure him that low. We're going to have to do this in a minute. Are you here. sure he beat someone up? Yeah. I usually stand on a box. <laughs> oh, I'll dance on all of your grave. <laughs> <laughs> it's all true. Oh, my God. 
It's all true. So we go through we go through the season one and season three. Yep. Of Last Comic Standing, then Recreation Nation came. What like a year after that? That was no. That was like two thousand. I think it was like two thousand eight. That's all right. We don't mind the dog. I love dogs. It's I love not my it's dog. Don't look at me. Your fault. Podcast. Oh, she's so yeah, no pretty. She's the pod dog. Yeah, that came. That was the weirdest. I hit the TV lottery, even though it wasn't picked up. Uh, I remember coming on the KQ Morning Show, and, and and I told you, and I told Passwell, I said, I I uh, I have a film crew coming out. And uh, we're going to, uh, it's basically dirty jobs for dangerous sports. And right. I don't know where it's right. going to go. And somebody from the KQ Morning Show, one of our listeners, sent me emails and said, hey, we have the bar, bar stool races in Drummond, Wisconsin. All right, right. And I got it from there. We went out there. We filmed it in 24 hours, came back home, and Discovery Channel bought 13 episodes. They'd never met me. Well, they should have so picked it up. So did you write the Isn't show? Isn't that crazy? You didn't. Or did you audition for it? How, how did no, that I, I came up with it. I got a hold oh, of a, okay. a producer friend of mine in L.A. and he said, "I've got a, I've got, I'll send out a film crew and we'll see what happens." And it went from there. And then we got a production company in New York, which was a huge mistake. That you know, but I don't know any better. They're just they weren't really good. Oh, really? No, they they really weren't. It's God. I'm going to seem like such a woman hater for this, but I'll tell you. Uh oh. God. Every one of their writers were females who lived in New York. Oh, God. Well, New York is They, they can't write general. a story about a semi-truck. Mm, no. <laughs> and I just, no. I fought constantly with them. They don't get it. One of them called it a semi-hauler. Oh. <laughs> I go, I've been around this stuff my whole life. I've never heard of a semi-hauler. Unless you have a truck that's hauling semis. <laughs> And they That's just true. thought I was a colossal a-hole for correcting them on very obvious things. Semi-hauler. A semi-hauler. Okay. No, it wasn't. Well, it was. It used to be a garbage truck, a garbage hauler semi. And they, they uh, oh my God, and they just idiots. And I was always wrong about everything. And the, I go, I do this stuff. Right. I know some people that do business with New Yorkers, and they yeah. get a cell phone from New York so that they can talk to New Yorkers from their cell phone so that oh, they know yeah. it's their own area code because they don't like working with anyone else. That's wow. a good idea. So that's, if you ever do something like that again, I you go get so. yourself a New York City cell phone. Is it worth taking another run at the show with another crew? It might be. I mean, i got to do something. Oh, Seriously. What, what, I've had you, enough time off. Didn't you have like a mini bike race or something? What, what? Oh, yeah. It was a mini moto down in, uh, moto. in Staples, uh, Florida. Is that the, Where's the place where they kill people? Uh, it's not Staples. Where, not I don't Staples. know where Staples it's is. Where they kill Staples people. Is it's it's, the, uh, it's the, uh, uh, the prison <laughs> where they execute people. Yes. Oh. It's right out. We drove right by that every day. Andy, Google. Okay. Come on, Andy. <laughs> execute people in Andy, Andy where are you going to end up in life? Fat fact checker. Anyway, but it was That's down there. Days. And it was, uh, yeah, I mean, we just had such fun doing this stuff. So it, who knows? Maybe you can take another run at it. I think it was a great show. It was an interesting show. You did alligators. Yep, alligators. Did we did the Falcon. Things. That's what we actually, that was one of my favorite episodes, was Wait, the Falcon. Is that where you came up with the Falcon, Andy? What? <laughs> Andy hasn't watched anything since. That's another drink right there. You can't what? Google and listen at the same time. No, you cannot. <laughs> Looks like that groundhog was a bit off. Because it seems like spring has sprung on the best of the Tom Bernard podcast. Brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great clips this week. From Ian Punnett and Dave Mordahl. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week.
Oh, oh, oh. 